Hello and welcome to Thick as Thieves. This is Veronica. And I'm Sarah. And we are presenting our third podcast on art heists, art crime. Number three. So here we are and let's talk about what's going on in art right now or what's going on in art crime world right now. What comes to Mm. mind when you think of the latest sensation? Well, you had mentioned this before, but the whole Leonardo da Vinci thing going on right now? Yeah, that's pretty, it's kind of big and not big. Let's talk about it. All right, so I just got the newspaper a couple days ago, <laughs> and on the front page, there's a story about this um, this piece by Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, not just any piece. Like, the most expensive <laughs> painting but in the world. That's the weirdest thing. So, it's called Salvador Mundi, and... The reason it's most expensive is like because last was it last year or two years it was like 2017 or 2018 that an anonymous person bought it for 450 million dollars at an auction so that was like the first headline with this really was like oh wow this is a huge sale and we have no idea who bought it that's so much money yeah and then we learned that it was a prince Uh, over time some investigators some journalists put it together and they were able to figure it out that okay it was a prince from Saudi Arabia connected to you know Saudi Arabia royalty and that was about it for a minute and then I don't know I kind of lost track with what was going on with that story but it has resurfaced because the Louvre in Abu Dhabi which I've never been to they were supposed to show it to the public recently but they never did and so everyone's like what happened with that and Basically, the response from the museum was like, we don't know. (laughs) We just don't know. (laughs) We don't know what's going on. So Um, literally just no one has any clue where it is. Well, I think some select people have a clue, like the people that have it. But it's not stolen. I mean, as far as we know. And it doesn't really seem like a stolen artwork situation. Well, someone bought it. Someone bought it. And arguably it was, um, it's Mohammed bin... Salman. That's what it is. Okay. Here I am just doubting myself. That's Everyone, what that's is. what it is. It's Mohammed bin Salman. Yes. So <laughs> it's, he, arguably he owns it. It's his, and that person that anonymously bought it, bought it for him. And so he's just like. Is he just sitting on it? He's just like sitting on it. He and probably he has it mounted this, above his toilet or something. I don't know. The most expensive painting in the world mounted above his toilet. That's what I'm guessing. That's probably. my, that's my theory. It's so, kind of his, like, big fuck you. I don't know. So it, it's supposed to be a part of an exhibition. Is that the, is it, like, a Leonardo da Vinci exhibition that it's supposed to be a part of, and it just, like, didn't show up? It is not a... It's not really a Leonardo da Vinci exhibition, but it was told that he, they were going to have it presented to the public through this oh. Abu Dhabi Louvre. Right. It's, like, okay. the Louvre, and I, I guess... I don't know how many branches of the Louvre we now have, but that's one of them. And it's, like, a museum that's pretty new and it's supposed to look like a glass dome it's like floating onto the sea it, it's very futuristic looking Ooh. yeah and very expensive so this would have been a, a major unveiling i think it was going to be like this unveiling like look at this mm-hmm. we have this at the museum right now so this is causing a lot of uproar I, mean, I don't know if it's causing a lot of uproar i think it's just causing a lot of murmuring more like that well, it's just and it's also kind of funny i mean the fact that just no one really knows where it is like i kind of like it when headlines are just no one has any idea of whatever <laughs> i know um actually let's see this is the headline okay read it 
I'm just going to read it from my memory. <laughs> okay, even though you have the exact source right in front of you. Which is how a I actually A real found. live newspaper. But don't read it. Okay. Yeah. We'll flip it over. Let's see if you can remember. Oh, shit. <laughs> After a $450 million Da Vinci painting is bought, it has vanished. Is that the headline? <laughs> I don't think that's a good headline. All right. I'm reading it now. The exact headline is, after a $450 million sale, a Leonardo vanished. That's what it is. Okay, I was close. Mm-hmm. So that's some art news. It's not really a, it's not a forgery. It's, it wasn't like stolen necessarily, but it is a, it feels a bit like a crime. Yeah, it's kind it of like, like a goofy like a, hiccup or something. The fact that the museum was banking on having this painting and showing it to people and yeah, and whoever owns it is just like, nah. I'm just going to be quiet. And the museum's being very quiet, but what are they going to do? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and thumb through it. You have so, to turn to page like 30 to... Um, everybody, we're actually using <laughs> a paper newspaper in this day and age, <laughs> and you can hear the pages being turned as we speak, even though I can't locate... I love a physical news... There it is. Oh. See, okay. that's the museum. It's crazy. Oh. Like, hmm. it looks like a spaceship. Sorted. It does look like a spaceship. Way out in the sea. So that kind of tells you the whole story. So let's talk about the actual painting, though. <laughs> so right. it's this guy who's it's pointing his finger. Jesus. It's Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sarah <laughs> clearly who's, who's doesn't Jesus? go to church. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to church. I did go to church camp. It's very interesting because Jesus is going to be a big part of today's episode, actually. <laughs> but um, that is Jesus. Um, okay. And he's given, like, he's holding up two fingers, kind of like a peace sign, but just sort of facing the wrong way. It's like a half-assed peace. There's actually a really interesting story behind that. So this painting surfaced somewhere in the 60s, I believe. I don't know, somewhere in you know, the 20th century. And it wasn't worth that much. It was bought and painted over. And then someone in New York, a professor at NYU, who's an expert on da Vinci, and she does. She conserves paintings. She was able to strip away at all the layers and get back to the original that Da Vinci had painted. Oh wow! And she got so deep in there that she was able to find that the thumb that actually Da Vinci had created two thumbs, because he was, according to her, unsure of like where where the thumb really should be in this painting. So there are like two of two of them. She made a decision on his behalf. She said, okay, Whoa. I think it's this thumb that he meant. That's a big decision to make. That on caused a lot behalf. of controversy <laughs> because some people then went on to say, well, now it's her painting. Like, it's by her. Right, And right, she was sure. like, that's ridiculous. But uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. So How do you feel about it? How do you feel about her making those decisions? I, try, I, I feel like, um, so I don't know a whole lot about her, but I did a little research into her after I read this. And she seems like... A legitimate source on this subject and i feel like it's okay like he meant for a thumb to be there right he clearly wanted one it's like there's maybe a difference of a centimeter between the two thumbs and uh, oh okay it's not like it's like a thumbs up and then a like lackluster thumb you know <laughs> it, it's it's actually just he had one thumb and like the way artists are like do i want to do it like this or do i want to do it like that she was able to strip it down enough to find out what that was and then bring it back. Gotcha. She did a lot of work on it. And then after she did her work on it, it was, it boosted up like some Russian collector bought it for like a hundred million dollars or something right after all that. Wow. So the life of a painting, that painting almost like just kind of disappeared in the garage of 
some house in Europe, like covered with a bunch of crappy paint. Like maybe not that extreme, <laughs> but it seemed like it was heading in that direction. It's and then it was saved. Happens. Yeah. So that's going on. And it's relevant to what I want to talk about today. Well, what are you going to talk about today? So I think it's fitting because it's, it's um, April and Easter is mm-hmm. happening this month. That's a Jesus holiday, right? It is. Okay. And so I want to talk about a very recent crime that took place in a church. Ooh, how recent? Mid-March. A Wednesday in March. Wait, this March? March of 2019. Oh, so we're talking about some weeks ago. Yeah, there were a lot of things I wanted to talk about, but then I was like, this is too irresistible, and I want to do it now, (laughs) like, while it's on my mind all the time. So I actually didn't think very often, like, I don't think very much about art that's stolen from churches, Mm -hmm. but in Italy, that's a huge thing. There are some really amazing artworks, like old masterpiece Renaissance paintings that are kept in churches. So there's a little town in northern Italy called Castle Nuevo Magra that has a church called Santa Maria Maddalena, and they have a work there by a Flemish artist, uh, Peter Bruegel the Younger, not the older, the younger. Love the younger. I love the older, or the elder. This, that's, you know, he's referred to as the elder. But um, there's the younger. Mm-hmm. So he did a piece called The Crucifixion. Mm-hmm. That's actually supposed to be modeled on a painting that his father had done. And this is a work from the 17th century. So this painting is in this church in northern Italy. It was donated to the church by some wealthy family. And a major painting for this church to have. It's like a tiny town with like 8,000 people. That doesn't sound so tiny, but that's pretty tiny. And it's like kind of far away, like 2.5 hours away from Genoa. It's mm. it's tucked away. I wonder how they got this painting. You said it was a donation? or Yeah, I don't okay. know much about the family who donated it. Hmm. So some thieves went into this church and the church and the painting is kept in a glass case. So they broke the case with a hammer at during lunchtime on a like on a weekday mm-hmm. when they knew the priest wouldn't be there and they stole this painting. How many thieves? This I don't know. This crime is so fresh that I can't oh, get right. certain information yet. Like it's still being investigated. Okay. But here's the thing that I love about this case and this is why I'm bringing it up. They didn't really steal the real painting. They stole a copy. What? It's a copy <laughs> created by the police. Why? So they knew that this was going to happen. And so, and they told the mayor of the town, like, this is going to happen. So the mayor <laughs> and the police knew. So this painting is stolen. And I have so many questions about how they knew, but okay, go on. I do too. And the mayor had to pretend that he was so upset. <laughs> now he can talk about it openly, but he had to be like, I can't believe this. He was so <laughs> aghast, but in reality, he knew the the true story. Uh-huh. So he had to lie to his people on. But this is like an interesting thing because I think about politicians lying to people all the time. Yeah, was this like second nature? Was he like, oh, I've got this, guys? But Don't here's like a it. kind of different kind of lying, like where you lie and people know you're lying, and you know you're lying, and that you know you're going to tell the <laughs> truth. Like a week <laughs> later, kind of politician lying. So. Yeah. This is how they deal with it. So apparently in Italy, this happens so often, especially paintings being stolen from churches or statues being stolen from churches, that there is an entire, Italy has a task force of police that work specifically with art crimes and art thievery. So they're like on top of this. They're one step ahead. Nice. 
So their police, which, by the way, their police are referred to as the Carabinieri. I'm so, I don't speak Italian. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. That's what they're called. And they were, they knew what was going to happen. Almost, I don't know if they knew exactly when. I don't know when this copy was put in there. I don't know who created the copy. I like Mm. how headlines keep referring to it as a worthless copy because I think now that copy is worth something in a weird way. And the copy had to look kind of good. Right. Yeah. It had to be convincing. So it was like, well, I don't know. Well I mean, done. the thieves made a, may have not even looked at it at all, especially if it was in the darkness. Maybe it was. Took it. I don't think it was in the it was like the middle of the day. Oh, oh, so right. It's like you said it was sun, lunchtime. Yeah. It's like sunlight coming through the windows. So is the church just like open? Yeah. Churches are. Um, Tell I feel me like, about churches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so here I am, the resident Catholic. Yeah. Um, you went to Catholic school. Yeah, I did. Um <laughs> So churches are open during the day for people to just come in and pray and do their churchy things or tourists to come in and look at these churches. So they don't, like they don't even have to knock. No, they don't have to make an appointment. Nope. They t- <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't have to do that. They can just walk right in and they're essentially going there to talk to God. Okay. Who has an open schedule, clearly. Open, anytime. Totally free. Yeah. Except the churches are closed at night, I believe. Okay. That's when he parties. Yeah. Doesn't have time. Or sleeps, you know, depending <laughs> on what kind of week he's having. So, um, yeah, the church is just open and the priest at lunchtime either goes and has lunch or, you know, goes around and meets with people in the village or something. So that was what was happening. They went in there. They took it. And I don't know. This is so fresh. I mean, we have just entered into April mm-hmm. that I'm not even sure if they've been caught. But I'm, I think they have. Well, obviously, they're embarrassed wherever they are because they know. I mean, this is in the news. So everyone knows that it's a fake. Their mission has been foiled. Yeah. So I wonder how they feel about that. I don't know how these thieves are feeling. Probably pretty dumb. They didn't. Mission fail. Mission fail. And I'm now I'm so impressed with this task force. I want to learn how do they get to be a part of this specific task force where they're a part, you know, do they get an art history degree and then also learn criminal science? Like, how do you get to do like join this part of the Italian military police? Yeah, and how many paintings in churches are totally fake right now? <laughs> preparing oh, for my goodness, you're so right. <laughs> preparing for their their heist, you know, like so they have so to many have tourists, been... tourists, so all many tourists are you that are going to shit. Italy. You're actually looking at fakes of everything. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, maybe not fakes of everything, but fakes of some things. I'm gonna say fakes of every. That's it's all, all fake. Sistine <laughs> <laughs> so Chapel ceiling fake. I went there not. I mean, not too long ago, so. I guess I probably saw a fake. Well, they just ha- this happens there too often. There was an incident, and I don't have the information in front of me on this, but this happened in another, like a, a very beloved statue that was old and of a saint was stolen in Italy and recovered recently. And the town like had a whole parade when it was returned. These same police, the same, not the same exact ones, but the same like task force, they found the statue and brought it back and it was a big deal moment so this is kind of a regular affair there i don't hear of this ever happening in this country Mm -hmm. this has happened recently in um, belgium a piece that was arguably by michelangelo was stolen in fact why arguably because it was stolen so this happened this year as well in january um a piece was stolen 
two days before someone was about to come and look at it and confirm that it was a real Michelangelo. Hmm. I know. Coincidental. <laughs> yeah. My imagination goes into a lot of different places regarding why that was stolen. Yeah. But the first one is, the priest knew <laughs> and took it and hid it. because You they, immediately turned to, like, corruption. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, they just didn't want it to be revealed that they had a fake Michelangelo all this time in their church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was all to save face. Exactly. Hmm. This is really interesting about a copy being put in the place for the art thieves, because I don't know many stories like that. Do you? No. I can't think of one. I mean, it's genius. I just wonder how you are so certain. Because, I mean, that's got to be a pretty big setup, right? I mean, you have to hire someone to make the painting. You have to have tracked whoever the thieves are for a very long time to, I mean, I guess maybe you've tapped their phones. I don't know. Yeah, they do a Did they post phone on tapping. social media that they were going to steal it and then the cops were one step ahead? I mean, I don't know. I just imagine that that's a pretty big operation to put together and yeah like if you're gonna hire someone to repaint this you know Bruegel painting I mean that's no small task no so what does the painting actually look like what do we what do you know what it is yeah just like a let me look it up just while we're talking about scene it's Jesus it's crucifixion but um let me do a little thing real quick okay let's look at this together this is the scene very detailed oh my god very detailed Lots of people in there. Yeah, how many people would you say, just to give them, the listeners, an approximate... 75? Yeah, that's a good number. I might be over-exaggerating a little bit, but it's not far off. And so then, that's a very hard piece to copy, yes. I would think. Yeah, it's extremely detailed. You've got the... You've got a whole, like, landscape view. There are three men being crucified, or four men being crucified. And lots of people, lots of horses, lots of little accoutrements. That they all have and capes and trees and yeah, it's a whole scene. Whoever was hired to make a copy of that, they had a lot of work in front of them. There is apparently a another version of it in the Philadelphia Museum of Art by the same artist, by Bruegel the Younger. He did two slightly PD different... Jr. That's right. <laughs> and I mean, he really wanted to create a difference. I mean, he didn't really want to create a difference between he and his father, but he changed the spelling of his last name ever so slightly um, oh really? Yeah. So I, the elder, is with an H. Peter Bruegel, the elder, is with an H, and he made his Peter Bruegel with no H. Mm. Way to stick it to your dad, <laughs> what a rebel! But there's one in the Philadelphia Museum of Art as well. So there are two of them, but now one of them is well, it's in Italy. It's back in the church, from what I understand. Hmm. I wonder what where they were like hiding it. For safe keepings. Me too. I have so many questions and I was digging and the case is really under wraps right now. I don't think many journalists can even get information. Oh my God. I just had this vision of wherever the room is that they're keeping all of the real ones that they've made copies of out in Italy. So they've taken all the real versions and they've hidden them in some room. Where is that room and how do I get in it? (laughs) Great question. Where is this room? Or and where is it are a gallery? these rooms? 
Maybe it's like a storage facility. I'm, picture, I'm picturing an underground museum that oh only these police can go to. And they, they can bring people. It. Would they appreciate it? Do cops appreciate that kind of stuff? These cops. I'm being very judgmental. These cops have to be art historians even more than they're police i think why do you think that just to have this like very special task force and and that they is that what it's called a task force yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that they i don't know what it's called in italian but I, <laughs> we call it a task force and that they actually have so many cases a year but i would think that they'd have to know quite a bit about painting a certain appreciation i mean they are based in italy which has a really rich history of art and therefore how would they know the difference between i mean don't you think that's part of their process knowing the difference between a fake and a real painting a copy and a real i mean and then yeah. knowing what a bruegel is and knowing what a da vinci is and knowing what a um you know michelangelo is and just knowing all these things they have to kind of know right so that's an a, another career option for all you art history majors out there right go to Italy. consider be, well america has one too fbi has the task force yeah the, but it's um it's i don't i don't feel like there's all that i don't hear much about them no, but I do want to talk about them at some point Me in this too. podcast. I want to venture into what the what the FBI stolen art department. <laughs> That's what they're called. <laughs> we are the stolen art department. Um, what they're up to. Yeah. Maybe one day we can interview one of them. Yeah, or become them. Hmm. I don't want to work for the FBI. Me neither. Wait, <laughs> in case FBI's- In case you're listening, we don't hate you. We think you're cool. Um... <laughs> So this brings to mind another piece. So I was reading about this and curious about it. And then I remembered this very strange story that's somewhat similar, but very different um, by, so you know Dali, Salvador Dali. He walks his lobster. Yeah. He does. <laughs> There's a photo of him walking a pet lobster. It's interesting to talk about him like he's still alive, just walking his lobster <laughs> on a beach somewhere. <laughs> and he also has like an ocelot. And Oh, he has an ocelot? He had an ocelot. Oh, wow. We're talking about him in present that. tense, which is so interesting. Let's just act like he's still alive. Yeah. Like, no, we hang out with him. He's, like, he lives in Na- like, he bought a house in Nashville because he's trendy. Yeah. He's in Nashville. He's bitching about how the price of houses is going <laughs> <laughs> overboard. And he walks around with his ocelot in East Nashville and drinks mm. overpriced latte. It totally fits in. Yeah. So, 1965, <laughs> before he was doing all this, he was going to go teach art at Rikers Island. Like, spend a day teaching art at Rikers Island. Mm-hmm. Um, he got sick or whatever, and he was hungover. Right, <laughs> and he—we all know what that means. <laughs> yeah, and he couldn't go. So instead, he sent an artwork. He made an artwork specifically for the prison. He was going to go teach inmates, and mm. he sent it with a note that said, "Dolly couldn't make it to Rikers, but his art could." Ah, <laughs> and it is a piece that he calls the crucifixion mm-hmm. that has been known as blob of thorns <laughs> blob because of it thorns. looks like a blob with a crown on it is like the blob supposed to be is this a jesus blob it yeah pretty much like every time a crucifixion is mentioned per almost every time let's just say in this context it's okay. it's jesus okay. so jesus as blob but, you know, it's surrealist. It's a surrealist version of Jesus. So his surrealist version of Jesus is Jesus is a blob. Mm-hmm. So he sends that to the prison and he tells, he has a note with this too. It says, don't think your life is finished for you. With art, you always feel free. 
And so they've put this artwork above a trash can in the cafeteria for everyone to look at, and everyone just called it Blob of Thorns. <laughs> and um, This is amazing. Yeah, this is what this story in Italy got me thinking about. <laughs> and there's another connection, too. There's another reason I'm bringing it up, because what happened is they were worried. Oh, there was, like, a new prison guard or a new um, manager of the prison who came in, and he was worried about one of the inmates taking it. So they moved it. What the hell is one of the inmates going to do with that? Yeah, what are they going to do? Where right. is it going to go? And it just gets better. So it's moved into another room. It's locked up. And four guards steal it and put a copy <laughs> that one of, I, I don't know, they had some friend of theirs create in its place. Oh, my God. These people and their <laughs> copies. <laughs> so this is another version of, like, a crucifixion copy but by Dali, a surrealist version. I mean, quite different. But I think there's a connection between these two cases. You yeah. Know? But this copy was so bad. Like, <laughs> I, from what I understand that in the courtroom when they were caught, because they were caught, um, mm-hmm. they talked about it for a while. Like, what is this shit that you put <laughs> in its place? Like, I imagine them, like, like no one being able to keep up. a straight face. <laughs> I know. One of them was like, I... I double checked like I wanted to make sure it was a good copy and <laughs> I thought it was a good cop like this like defensive mechanism comes into play and it's like no this is a really horrible copy this is ridiculous who made it poor that poor artist it might have been like their lifetime masterpiece that dolly copy and they just, it just got raked across <laughs> well, the coals since dolly's still alive maybe it was dolly oh all i'm picturing in my head is that botched um <laughs> conservation you know the face of jesus where they turn it into just someone was trying to conserve it um mm-hmm. or restore it and they just made a huge mess of it and it ended up looking just kind of like a blurry <laughs> animal or something and it's you can watch it go i guess they could they were restoring it over time and it just gets worse and worse and worse and that's what i'm imagining in my head right now when you say the copy of the crucifixion it's just just blurry jesus head yeah except that it was blurry from the beginning (laughs) and then the blurriness that they tried to recreate was the worst (laughs) um they got the original back a lot of these stories involve the original returning you know to the museum or the prison or the church (laughs) or the house hmm yeah i'm glad they got it back you mean the the prison yeah rikers island yeah i mean that's good for inmates to have i guess how many prisons have like a dolly painting or you know i'm not even a big fan of dolly at all but how many of them have like a painting of that um caliber you know in the cafeteria of all places (laughs) so that was his apology painting like sorry i'm hungover here's a painting right (laughs) it's called blob of thorns yeah you're welcome (laughs) it actually wasn't even called that they just started all calling it that because that's what it looked like (laughs) he called it crucifixion just like this piece in italy so that's my story wow i like that yeah it's an ongoing investigation so there's gonna be updates and it just kind of opens up that portal into how different parts of the world deal with these art crimes and how open they are and what their strategies are i just don't very often come across people who have like a reconnaissance plan like this or maybe they do maybe there's so many fakes or copies that we're looking at that are actually not real because people are worried that the real one's going to be stolen and we don't even know it. I know. I want to hear more stories. So this this is probably not the first successful time this this has happened in Italy, right? 
I mean, maybe it is, but, but what if there are many accounts of this where they've done that and maybe kind of kept it a little more under wraps so that, like, the thieves thought that they were kind of getting away w- with something? Well, I would I imagine know. that they have an operation like this in place for other things, but maybe those um, for other things, i.e. really expensive works of art, but that those works haven't been stolen. And so they haven't actually had to go through with this. You know what I mean? I think this isn't Mm -hmm. the first time they've put this in place. It's maybe the first time that it actually was stolen. But um, according to like the priest and some people that live in this town, they noticed that there was there were people that they didn't recognize that started hanging out. It was that kind of thing. And the painting is worth four point five million dollars. So that's a expensive, that's a very expensive painting. Yeah. Wow. So I wonder what happened the day that they got it back. I mean, because they've been they've been chilling with a fake one for a while, I imagine, and then the original comes back. That has to be a celebration. I bet it was, especially know. for the mayor, who's like. I knew all along. <laughs> and he's like bragging about his acting abilities. Like, his, right. You know, um, he's like, do you think I really knew? Yeah. <laughs> Did you believe me? I really hope that they, no, they didn't. That was, I was going to say, I hope that they announced that on April Fool's Day because that would have been freaking amazing. Oh, I know. Like what an April Fool's joke on these thieves. I'm very glad that this recording is happening on the day after April Fool's Day. Yes. That's, thanks for pointing Because that wouldn't out. it be frustrating <laughs> if I just told you this whole story and I was like, just kidding. <laughs> That's my fake art heist story. One of us one day will come in with a fictional art heist. And then it'll be the other's job to figure it out. Oh, you know what? Actually, we didn't touch on that. So so what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, the... Mm. um, the Leonardo da Vinci that no one seems to know where the hell it is, even though... The Salvador Mundi, yeah. yeah. So I was reading about an author who is writing about that. And so he's releasing Daniel Silva. He's like a freak mystery writer. And so he's got a book coming out very soon about this disappearing Leonardo da Vinci. And so I'm very curious. I didn't read like super deep into it, but I know that he has a book about this is this painting that's also coming out seems weird oh my goodness is this some kind of publicity thing i don't know (laughs) with the with the ruler of saudi arabia like (laughs) he's in on this i don't know but you can yeah you can look it up i forget what it's called it has girl in the title why Um, why do so many um like crime thrillers have girl in the title like girl with the dragon tattoo girl gone gone girl (laughs) <laughs> girl gone <laughs> and if you ever want to nerd out on this whole world of italian churches being robbed it's it's extensive i mean in 2016 there were 449 thefts registered with the military police art theft investigative unit that's a lot yeah those so. have to be mostly from homes or mostly like what nope. They are considered is that um, of all time ecclesiastical territories or whatever. That is four hundred and forty nine only in twenty sixteen. No, yeah, four hundred and forty nine thefts registered in twenty sixteen. Oh, under half, like a little under half of those occurred in churches. So oh wow, okay, two hundred and twenty four. So people are really fucking with these churches. Well, they're easy to fuck with because they don't have locks on their doors. Or appointments. 
<laughs> Get, it, Get together. it together, Italy. <laughs> well, but now they have they they are investing way more into security in the churches. Like they they started putting up video cameras and they you know have alarm systems that are quite extensive now. I mean, it's just it's like these are like these sacred worlds in Italy. You just feel like they shouldn't have to have like an alarm system and yeah, CCTV. but this is 2019 and no one cares about sacred anything apparently. No one does. I mean, you do, listener. Maybe you do, but we hope kind of, you do. We're kind of just looking at the world around us. We're looking at Nashville, Tennessee, being <laughs> paved over with disgusting buildings and cherry trees being chopped down, or yeah. whatever is happening right now. We'll just we won't go into <laughs> Nashville politics, but, but you there know. are a lot of ugly buildings and missing trees. Yeah. So, I don't know. What is sacred anymore? Where can someone go to a sacred space and just look at a work of art they love so much? I don't know. Not Italy. Or down in the deep tunnels where this <laughs> police world have right. the actual works of art. Oh, I'm just imagining it. It's got to be amazing. I want a ticket to that. Let's go. I'll buy a ticket to that museum. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> They'll create it. I'm pretty sure. I hope so. Yeah. Okay, cool. Happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter, everybody. Yeah. This podcast has been brought to you by We Own This Town. Our theme song is by Patrick Danfier. And our podcast art is by Saskia Koldias. Oh, and our episode-specific artwork is is by Alex Lockwood. Alex! Hello! (laughs) And you can find that on our Instagram page at thickestthievesforever. And goodbye. (laughs) And goodbye. You know what's interesting is that I've gotten to know the space and the time that has passed in it by way of cats, like the cat calendar.